Hey, Mobile listeners, real quick thing to tell you about that's coming up. If you're in Mobile on October 26th, the University of South Alabama is hosting a screening of the 1961 film Judgment at Nuremberg, directed by Stanley Kramer. If you've never seen the film, it's about the Nuremberg trials, the judges' trial specifically, where former Nazi officials were placed on trial following the end of World War II. It's considered one of the more important international law events of the 20th century, and it was a trailblazer in the legal profession for human rights and crimes against humanity. The film is being screened in the Marx Library at the University of South Alabama campus in Mobile, and it will feature a panel discussion of which I am a part. So if you want to come to that event, it is October 26th at the Marx Library at the University of South Alabama in Mobile. For more details about the event, you can click on the link in the show notes of this episode. Hope to see you there. <laughs> when I'm changing Dash, or or really any time that he farts, I always go, <laughs> the rootinest, tootinest cowboy in the wild, wild west. When my children fart, I go, oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! What the fart's oh, here? Maroon! Speaking of Tony Sirico, uh, hello, everybody. Um, hello. Uh, we want to talk about a couple of good movies for a change um, to recommend. And they're not uh, recent, but you can see them. Um, I wanted to lead off since we're talking about Tony Sirico. Can we talk about Goodfellas real quick? Let's do it. So uh, I don't know when the last time was that I saw this. I just know it was a while ago. We probably watched it in college. We um, did. And if we did, that would have been the first time I saw it ever. Um, And so this time was probably the second time I've ever seen it. Um, Okay. And I watched it because somebody had given me like a steel book or a Blu-ray or something of it um, when they were cleaning out their house or something. And it was on my desk at work for a couple of years. And I was there so infrequently that I was like, oh, you know, and then uh, I was there recently and i was like i should take these home and so i've got goodfellas i was like oh i haven't seen this in a while actually i'll watch goodfellas and then oh you know what it was ray liotta died yep and i was like oh i gotta watch this now and i didn't get around to it for like two months after his death so i sat down and watched it with on blu-ray i found out later it was on netflix (laughs) didn't have to sit in a chair (laughs) in my bedroom and and watch it on the one tv that can play blu-rays now in my house yeah could watch it anywhere Oh, well, Um, anyway, I I watched it and uh, I, of course, think it's great. Um, I if you, you know, want to know my letterbox score, I gave it four stars. Um, And what I love about movies like Goodfellas, we don't have to talk about the plot, because if you've seen Goodfellas, you know what the plot is. You don't need me to explain the plot. And if you haven't seen it, I'm I'm here by recommending you see it. It it, it came out uh, 32 years ago, came out in 1990. And uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. And of course, it stars a bunch of people you know, uh, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta. Um, and then we've got several other actors in here that you may know from other, from other things. We've got several actors who later went on to be in The Sopranos, um, uh, most notably, obviously, um, uh, oh, for God's sake, Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco. I almost forgot her name. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then I was like, 
well, what's her name? I said, of course. Oh, look, I'm such a prick. Um, uh, Tony Sirico's in this movie um, and he's doing very Tony Sirico poly things like the way he points or points behind him. Just yeah. his gestures. I was like, God, I missed that man. He recently died as well. Did. Um, yeah. So it was fun seeing him, even though he's barely in the film. Um, yeah. And uh, Michael Imperioli and then the guy who plays a uh, 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 guy with the forehead. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> the, it's a it's a it's a terrific film. And I think what I was appreciating about it was. Anytime I watch a movie that feels like, oh, this it feels like a novel in scale. It's like we've got a bunch of characters interacting and their dialogue is so it just feels so feels so real. It just feels like the way they're interacting is is beautiful. It's not it doesn't feel scripted. Um just the way they argue. Even after there's a scene where uh Tommy shoots Spider, he just kills him, you know, which of course is set up and he's, you know, and De Niro is like what's the matter with you? They're just going back and forth. Like you shoot him, like he's making fun of you. And he's just like, well, I didn't know he, oh, you're serious. You tell me, you, you know, it just, I can't, I can't replicate it because the way they talk is difficult to replicate unless you are Italian or from New York. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to do it without rehearsing and it's so effortless for them. And, and it's so conversational. Yeah. It's so, it feels it, it so It doesn't real. feel like a line. It feels like you are a fly on the wall of real people talking. And of course the kind of people who are trying to speak honestly about like what they're feeling and Mm -hmm. what their motivations are, but in a way that's still very standoffish and like masculine, like what are you doing? What's the, what's the matter with you? He's, and he's walking over. He's like, you're going to bury the hole. Then you're digging him. Like I'm not. And he's like, that's fine. I don't give up. And and that shot is centered on spider's dead body. You just see Joe Pesci in the background walking around. They're arguing about him. You know, it's like you. He's like, fine, I'll, I'll dig him up. I don't give a fuck. And the last line, the last line in the scene is, "Where's uh, wait, 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 where's where's the shovel?" And then it cuts to the next scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he doesn't even know where the shovel is. Yeah, and uh, it's just stuff like that. All the J yeah. and L cuts in this movie, where we're starting the next scene before we even cut to it. Um, yeah. There is it is a long film, and it flows so well. And Scorsese is really good at that, except for The Irishman. Um, Scorsese is oh. typically very good at that where we're just going to allow the scenes to flow into each other so that there is no good pause point. There's no, okay, I'm going to get up and pee, uh, or, oh, okay, I'll, I'll leave now. And yeah. even the scenes, even the, the, the meadows are engaging and the actors are doing interesting stuff. I just, I love Goodfellas. It's great. It doesn't, it doesn't let up. It's a great pace. It's fun. It's not yeah. overly serious. It's just a fun movie. And the voiceover helps that momentum too. you know, helps carry on. Like, here's now, here's what we're doing. And then we got together with these guys. Here's this guy's name, that guy's name, um, yeah. you know, and just real, real great. Uh, yeah. It's just overall just a fantastic movie. The only reason I docked it a star is the ending is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the end of Goodfellas is just so sudden. Mm-hmm. The main character does a thing. It, it happens pretty quickly and there's like no resolution. Uh, it's yeah. just, and now I'm here. Bye. And <laughs> you know, the parts of it like that, where I was just like, I don't even get to see, I just see you pick up a newspaper and that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, so that kind of sucks. But the fact that the two and a half hours leading up to that are so great, that's sudden and dumb. And it only bumps me because, Oh, now the movie's over. I didn't get a chance yeah. to like come down. Yeah. But the movie's so fun otherwise that it's like, that's fine. It's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think the last time I saw this is like 2019 and I'd say it's four and a half stars for me. I mean, I, I really do enjoy this movie. I think it's, it's to me, it's Scorsese's masterpiece, mm. um, which I know everyone's, you know, taxi driver, raging bull, whatever. No, like, I, you see, I never really cared for either of those, but, but I, I talk I, about pace. Those are boring, slow films. Yeah, like Taxi Driver's okay, but but I I didn't like Raging Bull, and no, I, I, I know didn't either. I know people hate that about me, no, but I I don't I, like Raging Bull. I couldn't get on board with Raging Bull. I, I watched yeah. it twice. Yeah, 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 and 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 Goodfellas though I love. I regretted um, it twice. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only watched it once. Um, Goodfellas is great. De Niro, Leota, Pesci, Bracco. That that you know um, those four characters are are all great, distinct from one another, and. And interesting and fun oh. to watch. I still to this day quote, um, "Well, like I'm a clown, I amuse you." Yeah, like all the time, like that. It, Sarah and I just quote that all the time. Like I'm funny. How I don't know. You said it. Yeah. You know, it's like that. That kind of stuff. It's so uh, just like natural and funny. And this movie is where I really just fell in love with Joe Pesci. And before uh, I watched this and- the other night, my kids and I were watching Home Alone. Before that, that was the funniest <laughs> thing. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but it, 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 it's, it's a great movie and, um, it really is one to watch if you want to study dialogue, if you want to yeah. study like, well, really everything Camera, because yeah, everything, Camera yeah, movement, yeah, there, blocking. there's just, yeah, it's just great. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's, it's so, it's so rich. Yeah, it is rich. It, it feel it feels like everything is. You know, you know, when you read a good book and you feel like you can see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, because it, the descriptions are so rich and and it's yep. described so vibrantly. And, and it's just like, man, I, I know exactly what this is. And, and I and that's what this movie is. Every every frame, every uh, piece of production design is tangible. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like you're in this world in that and neighborhood. Part of that, yeah. Part of that is like. There's that super famous shot of of um, of Leota and Bracco walking through the kitchen yep. into the club and like that, you know, it's this long one unbroken shot. It serves to like bring you in. It's like beckoning you mm-hmm. in with them, welcoming you into this life with them. And um, and it's just a, it's just a great movie. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and that's what I wrote on Letterboxd, like a novel of a film. It's that same, that same feeling of this feels not just like a one story I'm being told. It feels like a world I'm being brought into. And there's yeah. a reason why, like they reference it so much on in the Sopranos. And like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's one of those movies. It's just like, this sets the tone for gangster movies to an extent. Um, yeah. you know, there was a lot of imitators of this and this was very different from say like the Godfather, which is a lot more operatic and, and yeah. more serious, probably this was like the fun gangster movie that still had gravitas and still felt, um, still felt like it had heavy consequences, yeah. but in, in a completely different way. Like somebody compared it to two styles of music, like, like the Godfather is, is classical and this is pop, you know, yeah. Yeah. as, as evidenced literally by the soundtracks to the films. Yeah, exactly. In In my brain, I always like, section off the gangster movie like the black and white west uh gangsters like uh like uh scarface or white heat or whatever um and then and then there's the godfather which was like the new paradigm for gangster movies and then there's goodfellas which is the new paradigm for for gangster movies and then there's sopranos which is the newest still to this day most modern 
uh, interpretation of the gangster movie in its yeah. series, but but it stands. Um, so so it's like there's these four chapters, and this is the second most recent, you know, most influential piece um, yeah. of that puzzle. Is this in the um, is this in the Library of Congress? Did this get inducted? I, I wonder about that. Uh, I'll find out. But anyway, yeah, yeah. The Goodfellas is great. It's on Netflix right now. If you've never seen it or if you're just like, yeah, I'd like to watch that again. It is currently yeah. on Netflix, so you can go watch Wait. it there. And if you're listening to this, you probably have a subscription to Netflix. I think I've, I think I've got this. On yeah, I now own it, but like I just didn't have it for a while. And I always knew like, oh, yeah, that was good. But like, I just remember it being good and I'm rewatching. It. I'm like, no, this is this is still an excellent yeah. film. Yeah, um, Yeah. So there's that. Okay. Wait. You also watched uh, an older film lately. Yeah. I see you've I also rated very well. Yeah. So uh, I watched 1964's A Fistful of Dollars. Um, this was partially inspired by uh, Red Letter Media recently reviewed Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, which which I love. I love the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That's like a five-star film for me. Um, I don't know if I've ever and, seen it. Okay. Or this. See it. Um, a fistful of dollars is the first in the dollars trilogy, the Sergio Leone man without a name trilogy, quote unquote trilogy, quote unquote trilogy. Yeah. Um, and, and I had never seen this or for a few dollars more, which is next on my list. Um, I own them all, but I have not watched anything but the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and, um, and so I've always wanted to see this. Um, I'm not going to recap all of it for you or anything, but but it's a, um, you know, like an hour and a half quick little Western that um, I give four stars. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, did, or did I see, give it four and a half? What did I do? I see I four it, and a half. Four yeah. and a half. I give it four and a half. Yeah. Um, I was just say four sounded low. Um, so I give the four and a half stars. Like, I, I really love this a lot. It's essentially a remake of the Japanese film Yojimbo by Akira Kurosawa, which we've um, reviewed on this show. Have we not? We did. Yeah. And, and I, and I enjoy Yojimbo, but this is better. Oh, um, this is, um, this is very much Yojimbo. So yeah. if you've seen it, like you've seen this, but well, it watch says this it's, anyway. It's literally, yeah, literally based on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is so good. Um, I, I will tell you Ooh, this. Sorry. So, so just to legitimize that point. Yep. Is the film has been identified as an unofficial remake of the Akira Kurosawa film Yojimbo, which resulted in a successful lawsuit by Yojimbo's production company, Toho. There you go. Okay. So yeah. Toho won the lawsuit. They won the lawsuit, meaning this Sweet. is this was enough of an adaptation of Yojimbo that they had to pay damages wow, <laughs> or whatever to, cool. to the studio. It's great though. Like, um, so the film obviously stars Clint Eastwood and, um, and he's so good and so charismatic and, um, and this is just such a good role for him. Um, he plays Joe in the film and Joe is, um, incredibly likable and just, uh, like he's working all of these people, manipulating all of them for his own selfish ends. But of course, um, there's more to Joe than meets the eye. So, um, yeah, it, th- this is just a really good movie. Um, I, I do love a good Western. And um, and to me, this is one of the best ones I've seen. Maybe ever. I just really love this movie and um, and I highly recommend it. 
Um, I will come back in a little bit, um, no promises on when, with a review for uh, for a few dollars more. But, but for now, Fistful of Dollars, four and a half stars. I loved it. If you've never seen it, please see it. I I kind of would say just watch The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly first. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's like pure Sergio Leone. This is a little bit lesser than, so like, just just know that like watch the good the bad and the ugly and then come back and watch fistful of dollars but um so good so good so yeah highly recommend i'm not seeing fistful of dollars in the national film registry um but goodfellas by the way is it was inducted in the year 2000 um yeah, Got by it. the Library of Congress, the National Film Registry. Again, I don't, I don't see Fistful in there, but I, I don't think they do it just for American films. So I, I, I'm pretty sure it's. I don't yeah, know. is is the good, the bad, and the ugly? In? I, yeah, selection criteria. Let's just let's just dive real quick on that. Okay. The ads, the NF, the NFPB, the National Film Preservation Board. Adds to the National Film Registry up to 25 culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant films each year, showcasing the range and diversity of American film heritage to increase awareness for its preservation. Film becomes eligible for inclusion 10 years after its original release, which I think is great. I think the Oscars should be should be like that, where we mm-hmm. we wait a decade. Yeah. Um so it's almost like the American, the National Film Registry is really the real judge of cultural staying power of films. It's not the Oscars, which is a super yeah. like, let's do this now type of like popularity contest. This is the real, yeah. the real judge. We're going to wait yeah. 10 years and decide whether it's good. That's, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's great. yeah. First selection in 1989, the public nominated almost 1000 films for consideration. Members of the uh, National Film Preservation Board then developed individual ballots of possible films for inclusion uh, up to 25 films. Since 1997, members of the public have been able to nominate up to 50 films a year for the, uh, for the board to consider. Yep. Mm. Wow. Cool. It doesn't even have to be feature length. Um, Really? Interesting. Yeah. It is not required to be feature length, nor is it required to have been theatrically released in the traditional sense, which obviously applies now. Um, the registry contains newsreels, silent films, student films, experimental films, short films, music videos, films out of copyright protection or in the public domain, serials, home movies, documentaries, animation, and independent films. As of the 2021 listing, there are 825 films in the registry. Oh, mm. and there's the list. I could do a control search right now. Wait. The good. Nope. But there's All good right. fellas. Yeah. Oh, wow. The Goonies is in there. Uh, okay. All right. Well, not perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay. So that's, that's that. Yeah. Two, two good films. So watch those. Where did you watch this again? Was this on HBO Max? Uh, so I, I own the Blu-ray, but I, th- I believe it is streaming on Amazon Prime. Yeah. But I think, I think what I read was that it's, it's going to leave Amazon Prime soon. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking. I think that's the only... Yeah, you could currently at the time of this recording, uh, August thirtieth, you could watch it on Amazon Prime. But yeah. no, <laughs> leaves Prime in fifty three minutes. Oh, <laughs> you cannot. This is the last day. Wow. <laughs> Goodbye. I I could even start everyone. it right now in the past and finish the wow. film. It would just disappear. Yeah. All right. Well. Wow. All right. Well, sorry. Go buy it. Yeah. 
at midnight yeah. Eastern, not even in my own time zone will it stay. That's crazy. Well, okay then. All right. <laughs> Problem solved. Wait, this was 1964? Yes. Why does it say 67 on here? Maybe that's the difference between the Italian release versus American. Maybe. I don't know. Ooh, could be. Could be. Uh, Fistful of Dollars, 1964 Spaghetti Western. Yes, it was released in Italy in 1964 and in the U.S. in 1967. There you go. That's exactly right, Dustin. Look at you. Boom. Look at me. Those facts. Educated guesses. Sexy facts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's it, everyone. Goodbye. All right, everybody. Thank you.